Hello, welcome back to the Children's Society. I'm Hannah. Hi, I'm Katie. Yay! It's it's a brand new episode. Um, so we had a lot of fun talking about like the cold cases and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and from what we can see on our stats, everyone else seemed to like it too. Yeah, they which love it. is great. Um, because I personally love true crime. Mm -hmm. I've got, as I said to you this morning, I have a weird treasure trove of true crime, true crime knowledge <laughs> in my head. It is just endless. So much knowledge. <laughs> I do not have that same knowledge in my head, but I also like true crime. It's, uh, it, I don't know. Like, it's kind of terrifying because you're like, oh God, what if that happens to me? Mm -hmm. And, um, but I don't know. I just like reading about it. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I think instead of like cold cases, we're talking, I mean, I guess technically they could be cold cases if you don't know who the specific murderer mm -hmm. is. He just goes by a name. Um, oh, sorry. Huh. I can't talk for some reason. It's just like not happening. We did have like four <laughs> conversations before you started recording. So this is true. It's a lot. Um, so, oh no, now it's gone. It's just gone. Y your okay. mind or no, computer? Oh no, my computer's fine. My mind and my thought are gone. Okay. Um, <laughs> it doesn't help that my dad also called me right before this, so, uh. um, I don't remember what I was talking about. Are you okay? Is your computer being funky? Yeah, my computer does a thing most days. <laughs> It's Good. fun. Great. Love it. Um, oh no. It's fine. Oh, no. Everything is fine. <laughs> there um, it is. I got it back. Yay. <laughs> um, but we're not talking about cold cases. That's what I was saying. We're not talking about cold cases today. We're talking about actual, like, murder. Like, killers and stuff. Yes. Um, would you like to start or would you rather I start? You can start. Okay. So, <laughs> I... I'm not gonna, like, my brain was, like, t saying all this dumb stuff that I should not say to lead up to this case, because, like, I don't know, my brain just goes through, like, 20 thoughts a second, so yeah. I'm like, oh, I should say this, oh, I should say this, and then I just don't. Um, so, this case is one that I followed, like, since it started in 2019. Okay, I think I know what um, you're talking about. <laughs> so, I... I don't even remember how I got, like, invested in the case, like, at all. Like, mm -hmm. I don't remember how I ended up finding out about it or anything, but... Oh, excuse me. Are you okay? Yeah, I had to burp. <laughs> um, there is the case of Lori Vallow. Okay, so... Her kids, Tylee and JJ, mm -hmm. they went missing. Okay. And I do not know this case. Oh, I lied to you. Oh, it is <laughs> it is a whirlwind. All right. So they both went missing in 2019. Okay. And I think I ended up finding out about the case in, like, November of 2019. So I've been there basically since the beginning, like, when things really picked up traction and everything. Mm -hmm. And so starting right, like, with, like, some general facts, I guess. JJ, I believe, was autistic. Okay. Um... And he had to take, I can't remember what he had to take medicine for, but he had to take medicine for something. And Tylee was, like, 
his protector, basically. She she was 10 years older than him. Like, okay. she had just turned 18. She was getting ready, or was about to turn 18. She was getting ready to go to college, all this stuff. And um, she was kind of like the protector of JJ. Like, trying to be, um, like, keep him secure, things like that. So, JJ... Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, Lori was married to this guy named Charles. Charles gets shot and killed by Lori's brother in July of 2019, two months before the kids disappear. Okay. So, so it's, listen, this shit's whack. <laughs> like, it's an insane thing. So, Tylee, everyone is pretty sure they're dead. Just, they went missing, they were found dead. Um, Tylee went missing, like, the end of August, beginning of September, JJ went missing the end of September, so he was alive for, like, two, three weeks without Tylee, and he was really close with Tylee and everything, and everyone's pretty sure that the reason JJ died is because he kept asking if Tylee was okay, was Tylee coming back, where's Tylee, mm. and she's dead. Um, and his grandma on his dad, his dad, Charles... Um, the one that got shot and killed two months earlier. His grandma Kay was like, hey, where are the kids? In, like, November of 2019. And it spawned this huge, like, investigation blowout thing. Mm -hmm. So, Lori, after Charles is shot dead, Lori ends up meeting... Oh, she ends up meeting with this guy named Chad. No, not Chad. Chad Daybell. And Chad Daybell was married to a lady named Tammy. I have a question. Yes. Before we continue. Yes. How long after the husband died did she meet Chad? She met him before. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. So this is oh, like yeah. an affair that oh. was happening. Oh, it's... Okay. Yeah, it's rough. Um, so... Sorry, I was reading because I thought I, um... I thought I read something wrong because I have like the timeline up, so I'm just trying to make sure that I get mm -hmm. the majority of stuff right. So, Tammy, Chad's yes. wife, yes, was in the way. Tammy is also dead now. Okay. Um, October 9th, twenty nineteen. Tammy calls the police because a masked person tried to shoot at her. She thinks it's a paintball gun. She's not very sure. It is highly. Like, speculated and believed now that that was Lori's brother, Alex. The same one that Why shot and killed Charles. Why did he kill Charles? Is there a reason? Self-defense. Okay. Was Charles, like, an aggressive man? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I think he had some issues. Like, anger issues at okay. times. But his death is very, very suspicious. Okay. Um... Everyone's pretty sure that Alex was Lori's right-hand man and, like, did all the dirty work for her alongside Chad, who is now her husband, by the way. Yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, it's it's rough. So... <laughs> all right. Continue. Um, so, ten days later, after Tammy's shot at, she's found dead. Just... Um... Randomly? Ruled, ruled to be natural causes, but, uh... It was under investigation. I cannot remember. Was she in her house? Mm -hmm. or, okay. Mm -hmm. If it was like in the woods, I'd be like, dude. And, um, sorry, I can't remember what she was, um, they found something that led, I don't think they ever released it, but they found something 
with Tammy's death that was suspicious. Because, um, like, because like I said, they just said, oh, it's natural causes, like everything's fine. But they found something suspicious. They reopened her death case. And remember Lori's brother that did all the dirty work? He's dead too. He's dead too. And they reopened his death as well. Um, cause I think they said he died of like a heart attack or something and they came to the conclusion that it was like a blood clot, I think. Um, so I, this was, this stuff is from last year, what I'm about to say. So Lori and Chad got charged with the murder of Tylee, JJ, and Tammy. Okay. And I cannot remember if they said anything about, um, about... Tammy's death, like, what she was found with. I think everyone thinks that she was drugged, maybe. Um, a lethal dose, perhaps. And she, um, now they're being charged for her death. So there's just, like, this whole string of death. Like, they're Mm -hmm. at the point, Lori has had, I think, five husbands. Have they all died suspiciously? Two of them have died. Okay. Um, she's either had four or five. One of them is from, like, way, 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 way back in the 90s, I think. Um, and, yeah. In 2001, she ended up marrying Tylee's dad. And then, a year later, they got a divorce, and now he is dead. And I believe his, yeah, it says Joseph Ryan, that's him, dies of an apparent heart attack. And he's had family fighting now to be like, hey... I think Lori might have killed him. I don't know if it's gotten anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't been, like, super, super up to date on how that's going. Um, but, it, yeah. So, she, so he might have been killed. No one really knows. Um, so, Lori and Chad met in 2018. Okay. Um, Chad... Was a cult leader basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. Like he's part of a church, and the stuff he preached was kind of like culty. Okay. Um, like they would meet people, and they would get a light and dark rating, and like if you're dark, you're going to hell, or like you need to be like reborn. Like weird, it weird, weird. Um. <laughs> okay, so was Lori brainwashed into loving this man, or I was she just also slightly off the hinge? I think she was off the hinge. Okay, and ended up falling in love with Chad and his beliefs. Okay, so I forgot about this. Charles filed from divo- filed for divorce from Lori, and at what point was this? Like, I'm trying to do the math in my head. Four months before he was killed, five months, and okay. um, he said that in late January 2019, a few like just a little bit before he filed for divorce, Lori threatened to murder him if he got in the way of her preparations for Christ's second coming in July 2020. Yeah, yeah, and nobody so, found this suspicious. Right? No one. Right? No one saw any issue with this. So I get people have arguments and stuff but threatening to murder your husband not it (laughs) and so tylee goes missing and Lori, like the day like probably a day or two before jj is killed she pulls him out of school and says hey he's not gonna be coming here anymore i'm homeschooling him for the rest of his life um did somebody report 
Kylie missing? Not until Kay and um, Larry, that was JJ's grandpa, not until they realized, hey, what the so hell? So no one had seen this girl? Because she cut off contact with everyone completely. Lori did. Um, it says that Larry and Kay, the last time they spoke to JJ was the middle of August. And they were like, hey, we want to see him. And she was like, no, no, nope, nope, he's, he's fine. He's fine in my care. He was already dead at this point. Uh, like at that point when they were like, hey, can we see JJ? He was already dead. He was seven, by the way. Um, Tylee was about to turn 18, like I said. So, <laughs> uh, uh. Sorry, I'm just so, like, angry about it. Um, so, Alex, her brother, is seen going to, like, their storage unit by himself with another person. Lori and Chad go there. I don't think they found anything in the storage unit. It's just weird. Mm. Lori and Chad get married two months after, you know, they killed her kids. They get married in Hawaii. They go on vacation. Have a lovely time. Okay, were the police involved with this? They didn't get involved for a while. Yeah. Two kids yeah. go missing. Grandparents are concerned. Mm-hmm. Father, dead. Mother, crazy. Yep. And nobody gets the police involved? There's kids missing. Like, yep. What? <laughs> yep. So, oh. They end up, like I said, um... They end up calling the cops and they're like, hey, like something's going on. Kay and Larry do. And the police department conducts a well-being check on JJ. And Lori says, no, JJ's in Arizona. Tylee's at college. And just leaves it at that. They don't question it. I don't even think they- don't they, question it? I don't even think they look to see if Tylee was actually enrolled in college. Because she gave them the name of the university and everything. They don't question it? Mm-hmm. So- like, the day after that happens, Chad and Lori pack everything. They leave where they're living in Ohio. and Not Ohio, Idaho. And they just abandon everything, go to Hawaii. They're in Hawaii until late January. That's when they get caught. Late January. Alex ends up marrying this lady named Zulima. And then Alex dies, like, 20 days later. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, it's just, mm, it just makes me so mad. December 20th, 2019, Rexburg Police Department officially announces an investigation into their disappearance. De and I remember- Wait, December? Yep. Of 2019? Yes. Okay, so three months. 2018? No, they got murdered in September 2019. So three months after they are last seen. Both of them are last seen. They're finally like, yeah, maybe we should investigate this. Maybe, maybe this is suspicious. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And so they're like, well, guess we gotta go look. And I remember, I remember when this happened, because everyone was like, where's Lori? Where's Chad? They cannot find them. Like, what is going on? They finally found them in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And they gave Lori an order to produce the children within five days. Mm -hmm. And obviously, she missed it because they're dead. So, Tylee's belongings and her cell phone are with Lori. And I think there were a few texts to Tylee's friends as well. And her friends were even like, this doesn't sound like Tylee. Like, this, I don't think this is her texting. I think mm -hmm. this is her mom. And they both go to jail. They're just in there on the charges of, like, deserting their children. Like, because they don't know the kids are dead yet. Um, stuff like that. 
And a while goes by. There's, like, no news besides the fact that they're in jail and all of this. And I, I remember this happening as well. June 9th, 2020, which is also Theo's birthday. <laughs> I think I was at work. And... So that's six, seven months after they started the investigation. Mm-hmm. Which, they should have started the investigation when the grandparents were like, Hey, hey what's help? happening? Yup. And... I forgot to mention, they did end up investigating Chad and Tammy's home, but they didn't find anything. Mm-hmm. And their kids were being, like, hostile to media and police this whole time. I can't remember their name, but one of their kids would, like, stick their tongue out at the police, like, make funny faces at reporters, like, they're not dead, my parents are innocent, blah, 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 blah. They're not. Um, <laughs> um, June 9th, 2020. Human remains are found on the Daybell property in the backyard. Which, which, which property? Which is Chad. Chad. Okay. The husband. And he was arrested for, not for murder, because they don't know whose human remains they are yet, but he was arrested for destruction, alteration, or concealment of evidence. And the next day, Kay, JJ's grandma, announced that one set of the remains was JJ. Later that day, Ty Lee, I think it's her aunt, announced that her remains were the other set found. They dismembered Tylee and tried to burn her body. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you know what? It it wasn't even Lori. Lori got Alex and Chad to do this for her because she's fucking insane. <laughs> she's literally crazy. In- and wait, whoa, whoa, wait. Hold up. Yep. We, go, we go pause real quick. That's fine. Katie needs to uh, gather herself. Um, mm-hmm. wait, okay. So, she went missing weeks mm-hmm. before JJ. Mm-hmm. So, this happened bef- because, like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Just, whoa. Okay. So, <laughs> got my thinking pose on. <laughs> so, was there ever, okay. <laughs> Just... Everyone gets to listen to Katie having, like, a breakdown. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so she goes missing beginning of September? Yes. Right? Okay. Yep. So they, like, the second she goes missing, she's already dead. Right? Yeah, for the most part. Okay. Like, because they didn't, they probably didn't hold her somewhere. mm Mm-hmm. Like, so, and because J.J. was asking about her, they also killed him? We're, yeah, it, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Okay. That's my theory. Was there a reasoning for why they killed Remember how Kaylee? I mentioned the cult-like stuff and how everyone got a dark and light rating? Oh okay. For, in preparation for the second coming of Christ, I think it was only... Like, 11,000 people were going to be taken up to heaven because they had the purest light rating in the world. And Chad and, and Chad Lori, and Lori they had the mm-hmm. light rating? Chad and Lori both thought that they had the lightest rating and they were getting ready. Like, they were preparing for themselves to be taken up to heaven with Jesus and the other light people. And Tylee was supposed to be light. And then I think a lot of people think, I can't remember if it was confirmed, that Tylee started, like, questioning her mom, being a little, like, weird with her mom, and so she automatically, Lori was pissed that she was questioning her. Probably a narcissist. Mm. So Tylee automatically dropped to, like, I think it was a dark three, which is one of the worst ratings you can have. Okay. 
Yep. Listen. Yep. Listen, everyone. I don't have anything against religion. Do your thing. But don't be in a cult. Yep. And don't kill your kids. Don't kill anyone, for that matter. You're... What? Mm -hmm. She killed... Okay, she had her brother and her... New, like, new husband? soon-to-be husband. Kill her daughter. Mm-hmm. Because they because, had a dark rating. Because of some weird thing she thought they made was up. gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Based on some weird bullshit Chad and Lori made up together. Did Kay and... Larry. Larry, sorry. <laughs> You're um, good. <laughs> ever, like... No, because this was the dad's parents, wasn't it? Yeah, it was um, JJ's. They adopted JJ. Because um, it was Charles. Um, it was, I think, his sister's son. JJ was his sister's son. Okay. And they ended up adopting him for whatever reason. Um, I think she might have had issues. I don't remember. Don't quote me on okay. that. So they adopted him. So Charles was his dad, in theory. Um, All right. So yeah, Kay and Larry. Yeah. Okay. So did anybody before this ever question Lori? Like, did anybody think she was mentally ill? I think so, yeah. Yeah. A few people, because she, like, disappeared. Like, Charles even tried bringing it up. Like, hey, like, she's threatening to kill me. Like, I need to divorce her now. And then he ended up dying because of it. So. Also, what (sighs) what happened? Where was were Lori's and Alex's parents? Were they already dead? Oh, no, they're alive. they're alive. So they're alive and they didn't question their children's shit at all? No, I don't think so. Did they not care about their children? Because that's my guess. Um, I don't know if they've, like... It's... You're, it's just so... How, I don't know. How do you raise... <laughs> she, um... I, I, I wanted, I looked it up just to make sure because mm-hmm. I thought I remembered this right, and I did. Lori Vallow's mom defended her, saying she was innocent. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, okay. Yeah. So, were they ever yeah. charged? Oh, yeah. We're, we'll get there. Don't worry. Okay, sorry. We're, yeah, I had to break down there. in the middle. No, you're sorry. okay. You're okay. <laughs> I we're had to figure it there. out. We're going to get there. Um, so, like I said. I've been following this case since it started. Yeah. And I, ever since they've been, like, arrested and, like, actually charged with murder of Tammy, Tylee, and JJ, mm-hmm. I've, not that I haven't kept up, but, like, the trials haven't really begun yet, I don't yeah. think. So I haven't kept up with it as much. Um, I know they declared Lori mentally unfit for trial. So I, the light and dark rating and stuff like that, I think was all Chad's doing. And yeah, I think he was a cult yeah, member or leader. He like did his own like little weird cult leader thing. Okay, so he was a leader. And, yeah, and it he, was... m- most most cult leaders are very like charming. Mm-hmm. So are they're able mm-hmm. to like gather people. And she was yeah, she was really attracted to Chad because she was mentally ill. Yes, it makes sense. Yes, and be, I think the other reason her trial has been on hold is I don't think they found any evidence that she killed them. That she, I think she just prepared in like the planning of murdering, you know, her own kids, um, and stuff like that. I don't think she actually partook in killing 
Tylee and she's JJ. She's still as guilty as Oh, any yeah, she like, is. Yeah. She is. But I think it was Alex and Chad that killed Tylee and JJ. I think Chad saw Lori as very, like, someone that would latch onto him and not let go. Yeah. And yeah. her kids were getting in the way, is how he saw it, I think. Yeah, cult leaders are very... Uh, very charming, very... They're narcissists. Yep. Um, but they often go for people that are mentally ill yep. or challenged because they're easy to manipulate. Mm-hmm. And, oh, so I think that's one of the biggest things is they saw the kids as getting in the way of the life they wanted to live, the life they were going to live. So Chad was like, hey, Tylee has downgraded to dark three. Tammy downgraded to dark three. JJ, he's he's still light right now. We can keep him around. But, like, if he goes dark, we have to get rid of him. And JJ ended up going dark. Because he didn't have his meds for a while. Mm. And so, naturally, if you're not going to have your meds, you're going to start acting up, yeah. acting out, stuff like that. And he did. And immediately, like that, JJ's dark. We got to get rid of him. Kill him now. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it makes me mad because Tylee, like, had family that would have taken her in. She has a brother, Colby, and I don't think Colby is Lori's kid. I think just Joseph, the husband that also died besides Charles. Um, Like, she had him, she had an aunt, like, Tylee had other places to go if they really did not want her in their perfect life. JJ had his grandparents. Like, if they did not want him in their perfect life. They didn't it, have to kill them. It makes me so frustrated because the law enforcement should have done something. Yeah. To start with. And the second that girl went missing and people noticed, they should have done something. And they like, shouldn't have just been like, eh. It just frustrates me so much because... I think they were both officially reported missing in, like, the beginning of November. They should have done... That's an entire month. Yeah. And, like, even then, they should have been like, oh, they're missing. Maybe we should at least have, like, one or two people looking for them, mm -hmm. you know? Like, and I don't think they did. I don't think they did anything until it really started catching attention. Just like Gabby Petito. Mm -hmm. Just like her. She wouldn't have been found if she didn't catch all the media attention. She would not mm -hmm. have been found. And Brian would probably still be living. This is just going to be a series. Oh. Every time we do a true crime or, like, cold case, it's just going to be a series of us uh, bashing on law enforcement because they should do their <laughs> jobs better. Like, it's just... It's so frustrating. And, of course, we don't understand everything they yeah. do. But, but like, like, there are do some something. Things, there are some things that are just so frustrating. Like, Lori should have been investigated when child... Well, sorry. I was trying to say child and Charles at the same time. Mm. She should have been investigated more because they did end up taking Lori in. Like, oh, you threatened to kill him. And they were like, no, she's mentally fit. They did like a check on her. She, they were like, no, she's mentally fit. Let her go. Everything's fine. They should have done something else. If he, like, I don't think that was the only time he mentioned that the, that she threatened to kill him. And when did Charles like, die? July 2019. Oh, when, when he was getting in the way. Got it. Yep. Yep. Because that was when that was when Lori and Chad really started like, we got to do this together. We got to do this. We're gonna have a perfect life together, just like how Tammy got killed when she was in the way, exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, it's frustrating. Just and the worst part, 
So going into like the actual details of what happened mm-hmm. um, to Tylee and JJ, trigger warning, because um, <laughs> it's not very pleasant. Um, the Daybells had a pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a cat buried, they had a dog buried, and the day Tylee died, uh, Alex texted Tammy, or, like, Tammy texted him or something and was like, hey, like, what did you shoot out back? And he was like, oh, it's a raccoon, like, don't worry about it, I'm just gonna bury him. Pretty sure it was Tylee. Pretty sure he shot and killed Tylee out mm-hmm. there and was like, no, no, it's a raccoon, don't worry, I'm not gonna worry, like, don't do anything. And... People end up, um, people, like, did mention something about, like, they think that there was, like, a fire they noticed later that day, which was likely them burning Tylee's body. Um, and, oh, it just makes me mad. Um, they found JJ first, I'm pretty sure. He was in a garbage bag wrapped with duct tape, and they were digging and stuff, and brown hair ended up poking out at the top. And they were like, that's JJ. Like, they cut through the bag and it was poking out. And they were like, that's JJ's color hair. Like, that's him. Mm-hmm. And so they ended up pulling him out. And while they were digging, um, I didn't know this. I'm re- I have an article up to make sure I get everything right. Apparently, they found a melted bucket. And under the bucket was a partial human skull, which was Tylee. Oh, it makes me so mad. Um, and because of how her remains were found, they can't really tell what happened to her. The most likely thing is that she was probably drugged and shot because I'm pretty sure JJ was also drugged and then killed somehow. Um, She was likely drugged and shot or something, and they ended up dismembering and burning her. (sighs) Yup. Yeah. And, oh, it just, it makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. And, like, here's a picture of Lori and Charles. That's not Chad. That's Charles. And, like, she looks crazy, doesn't she? Yeah. Like, she looks like a psycho. And it's it's just so frustrating. And, like, the other thing about JJ, JJ got a service dog because of his autism. Yeah. And then she ended up trying to sell the service dog, which you can't do. And then she ended up trying to give the service dog away and then took him back, which is pretty clear. They were planning on killing JJ or doing something with him at that point. And, oh, here's Chad. Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy she fell in love with. He looks like a cult leader. He looks like a toe. He literally (laughs) looks like my big toe. Um, It's... It says under the picture, Chad Daybell. Thank you, CBS News, for this article, by the way. Chad Daybell, a former gravedigger turned author, podcaster, and doomsday prophet. He has five kids, and he was like, you know what I'm going to do? Remarry this random psycho woman, and then straight up kill my loving teacher wife. Just fucking murder her. And then I'm going to murder my new wife's kids. Like, are you kidding? Like, what is... Why? (laughs) Like... I just don't understand. It's, it's crazy to me. First of all, that this happens in the world. Like, what what goes on? Come on. You better. <laughs> I also like, for Oh, I forgot about this. Um she ended up like when she saw Tylee as dark and Charles as dark. Like Lori is very clearly 
not mentally stable. Mm-hmm. Um, she ended up going like, you're not Tylee. I don't know who you are, but you did something with Tylee. You're not her. They thought that zombies and demons had taken over the bodies of her kids and Charles and Tammy. And so they had to kill them to bring them back to their normal beings and let them be free to go to heaven. So that way they would see them when Jesus came in July 2020. I forgot about that until now. Isn't it awful? So she had a psychotic break? she, She straight up murdered a bunch of people because they were zombies. In she had mind. a psychotic break. <laughs> in because of this weird cult leader guy influencing her. Y'all I'm not a person to judge other people. But what the heck? What Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's awful. And the Lori Vallow subreddit um now says Justice for JJ, Tylee, Charles, Tammy, and Joe. So I'm assuming they likely. <sighs> I'm I'm assuming it's more than likely that Joe was also probably murdered or they did something to influence his death. And it it just makes me so mad. It makes me angry. There's so and... many things wrong with this. Like Yeah. The second somebody threatens yeah. to murder their spouse or anyone, they, you know, should not be around that person. Yeah. But then you should really, you know, evaluate their life properly and not just be like, eh, they're fine. And, like, there were so many attempted murders and deaths back to back to back. Like, there was one attempted murder I did not mention. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. He's not dead. Okay. He's not dead. Um, so, Tammy dies October 19th. JJ and Tylee died likely both in September. JJ might have died in early October. But still, that's three basically back to back. Charles died in July. Mm-hmm. So, two months before Tylee likely died. Yeah. Before Tammy was shot at by that random guy with the paintball gun... This man named Brandon, who was Lori's niece's husband, was also shot at. Uh Uh-huh. Do you see where I'm going with this? Mm -hmm. Um, he, they attempted to murder him as well. So there was almost, like, for sure, five people that they murdered together. Because we don't know, like, because Alex is dead. He died in December, which is two months after Tylee, JJ, Tammy, two months after they all died. Mm-hmm. And Brandon's attempt and murder. Um, Lori's niece is also part of this craziness. She ended up getting a divorce from Brandon and marrying this guy named Ian. So, pretty sure he got shot at because they got divorced. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. It's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. This case is literally insane. Um, so... I'm just so, like, angry about it because I forgot how pissed off this case made me. Um, and Joe, Lori's husband before Charles, died, like, a year and three months before Charles did. So, Joe, actually very close to my birthday, in April of 2018. Charles, July of 2019. Tylee, 
and JJ, September of 2019. Brandon, attempted murder, October. Tammy, October 2019. Alex, December 2019. All of these people around them, dying, attempted murder, everything. All of it. And like I said, they said that Alex's death isn't very suspicious. And I believe they said that about Joe's as well, unless there's been a recent development that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's just so frustrating. Makes me mad. Oh, it pisses me off. Like, I don't know. Um... Oh, I'm reading in the comments on Reddit, the Lori Fallow subreddit, by the way. Um, apparently, when Lori was getting divorced from jo- divorced from Joe, and she owed her attorney money, her attorney just magically ended up dead. Crazy how why, that happens. Why does Crazy. nobody suspect this woman? Like, is it because she was a woman? Like, and his death wasn't deemed suspicious, but like, you you gotta know. Like, All these people like dying around this lady and nobody's like, like huh, what goes yeah. on? It's like, like, it's just very, very suspicious. And it just makes me so angry. And I'm pretty sure Chad, um, I'm pretty sure Chad and Lori are like attempting to get divorced <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, Alex was, like, heavily involved in all of this. Like, he was their right-hand man. Mm-hmm. He, I'm pretty sure he's the one that killed Tylee and JJ. And Chad just helped, like, bury both of them. Because he used to be a grave digger, like I said. Yeah. Um. So he obviously kind of had an idea of how to do it. Um. And it's just... It's just so frustrating. I keep thinking that's my phone. And I'm like, hello? Um. And it just makes me so mad that they were straight up just, like... Our kids are dark, and our significant others are dark. We have to kill them immediately. Like, that just means you're crazy. (sighs) And nobody around them noticed this happening? Nope. Like, come on. It's, it just pisses me off so much. And it makes me so mad, because, like, all of this could have been avoided. Mm -hmm. Like, literally... Every single one of these deaths, except for Joe's, assuming he died of natural causes, and Alex, assuming he died of natural causes, the two of them, like, besides those two, everyone else would probably be alive. Like, Charles, Tylee, JJ, Tammy, they would all be alive if they weren't insane. Like, if people did their jobs a little bit better, just slightly, the slightest bit. Mm-hmm. Some of this could have been avoided. And there's a theory on Reddit that I have pulled up right now just because I wanted to look. Um, just by, like, because I wanted to look at what other people were saying. And a lot of people seem to think um, that maybe they were poisoned. I don't know. It makes um, sense, yeah. There, there are drugs where they won't show up in a report, mm-hmm. so if they used those certain drugs, it's an accident. Yep. It's natural causes. Like, yep. And when Tammy, when her um original autopsy came out, as well as Alex's, everyone thought that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. That they were poisoned with, like, that drug. Yeah. Um. And it's just... Uh, 
It's just so frustrating. Um, and, like, the thing about Alex is it's, like, how can you go ahead and kill your own niece and nephew because your sister, who is their mother, tells you to? Like... Was he also in the cult? Like, was he also, like... He he believed them, and so did his okay, wife, I believe. Yeah. But still... So that makes sense. Like, I don't know if they were, like... I can't remember so if, if they, they were... were as, like, into it mm-hmm. as Lori and Chad were, but I definitely think they believed it a little bit. And... I don't know. It's... It, even before that, he killed her husband. Yeah. Like, so, yep. so something had to be wrong with him. Mm-hmm. To just be like, yeah, I can kill this guy for you. Like... Mm-hmm. And he claimed self-defense, but, a lo- like, it's it's just so Self-defense hard. the month she said you'd get in my way? Like, like it's... Ugh. It's just so frustrating, and it makes me so mad. <sighs> and she's, you said she's not fit for trial. Yeah, they said that she's not fit for trial. And... So, they were also seeking the death penalty for Chad. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they dropped it. Um, But. (sighs) Is anybody else being tried or is it just him? Lori is going to eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, In September, they found Lori to be incompetent based on the progress report from the mental health facility. And she was given another 180 days to attain competence. So, that probably would have run out in January, right? Mm-hmm. No. That would have been, like, 90 days. That that would be, like, next month, wouldn't it? Maybe. I don't know. I don't do math very well. <laughs> yeah, it's March. Next month. Because I, I looked up September 8, 180 days later. <laughs> And convertunits.com says your starting date, they put it 2022, which whatever. Um, It said your starting date is September 8th, so that means 180 days later would be March 7th. So, next month. We're going to find out if she's competent enough for trial. Which I don't think she will be. No. If she was that, that mentally ill. Yep. There's no way. <sighs> yeah, it's... Even if they put her on meds and, like, therapy, there's no way. Yeah. And, like I said, I don't know if she killed Joe. I'm not trying to throw that out into the world like she did it. She for sure killed him. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. <laughs> it, like, I'm not gonna try to, like, say that because I know, I think it's his sister maybe um his family and stuff like they keep tabs on like what people say online like they're they're active on the subreddit like a couple people are like it's a whole thing so i'm not trying to like mm-hmm. throw these wild accusations out like yes she killed this person it's just very suspicious how it all lines up yeah and very strange and i don't know it just it just makes me very mad that all of this could have been prevented, starting from Charles, mm-hmm. and then Tylee, and then JJ. And it just wasn't. None of it was prevented. <sighs> okay, I'm good. <laughs> I got it out. I'm just so annoyed. So, that... Oof. Yeah. 
Yeah, Lori Vallow. Um, I didn't get all the details, and like I said, it's been a very, it, not a very long time, but it's been a little bit since I've, like, completely brushed up on everything, so I could have been, like, inaccurate about a couple small details. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, highly recommend looking into it yourself as well, because it's insane, and the light, dark scale they had is insane, and it's just a whole thing. And I didn't go into, like, the background of how Lori and Chad met or anything, mm -hmm. like, how they ended up getting here, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Takeaway from that, don't be in a cult. Don't kill anybody. Yeah. If you have mental health issues, please seek help. Like, yeah. don't kill anyone. That is not the answer. Yeah. You're gonna get caught. Eventually. <sighs> Most killers do get caught eventually. Yeah. Stomach is making a noise. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, do we want to get into my thing, or is, like... If you would like to. Okay. Well, my... My... Person... My... Thing... Was the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> um... Which... I said most people get caught. He was never caught. Yes. There was... A main suspect, but he died. Um, so I have four different tabs open for the Zodiac Killer. Because they all have different information. Um, so. My phone keeps going off. Um, the Zodiac Killer was in, was a murderer. Yes. He killed at least five people. In Northern California between 1968 and 1969. Um, it was mostly couples that he killed. And this, this killer inspired movies, which I don't think you should take, take that. Like, yeah. I don't know if you should do that. That's a bad omen, guys. Um, I'm trying to find which... Um, I think it was on. Okay, so this is the killer that had the ciphers. Do you remember? Yes. Okay. Um, he would mail these letters, um, to newspapers and be like, print them or I'm going to kill more people. Yes. Do it. Um, and he mailed letters starting in 1969. And the last letter was received in 1974. Sorry, I just noticed a mess while getting my yogurt. There's like a whole puddle of liquid down there. That's not good. I don't know where the fuck it's from. Um, the killer himself, after the murders, would call the police and yes. taunt them. Um, all of the letters were signed with a symbol resembling crosshairs of a gun. Um, and typically began with the phrase, this is the Zodiac speaking. He gave himself the name. Yeah. Um, included among the letters were four ciphers or cryptograms, the first of which was sent in three parts to three Bay Area newspapers in July of 1969. Known as the 408 cipher, the number of characters it contained, it was soon decoded by a pair of private citizens. Its message stated in part that I will, I like killing people, 
because it is so much fun. Um, another cipher, the 340 cipher, mailed to San Francisco Chronicle in November 1969, was finally decoded in 2020 um, by three amateur code breakers. I remember that happening. Uh, its message began, I hope you are having lots of fun in trying to catch me. The other two letters were never mm -hmm. decoded. Still no clue what they say or mean. Um, he, the Zodiac Killer, claimed to have killed at least 37 people. Um, he's only been linked to... Um, only been linked to eight victims. It was five. Now it's eight, apparently. Um, he killed David Theoday and Betty Lou Jensen, December 20th, 1968. David was 17. He was shot once at point-blank range, uh, behind the head. He died within minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Betty Lou was 16 and was shot five times in the back and killed instantly. The weapon he used was a twenty-two caliber semi-automatic pistol. Mm -hmm. um, There's no indication of robbery or assault. The second killings were Darlene Farron and Mike... I don't know how to say his last name. Magoo? McGuay? Mago. I have it pulled up as well. <laughs> okay. Um, this happened July 5th. 1969. Um, Darlene was 22, was shot five times, like the last victim, the female victim, and Mike was 19, he was shot four times. The weapon was a 9mm semi-automatic pistol. No robbery, no assault, no witnesses, like the last one. Cecilia Shepard and Brian Hartn Hartnell? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, September 27th, 1969. Uh, Cecilia was 22. She was stabbed 10 times. Five in the front and five in the back. That's <sighs> a lot of overkill. Yeah. Um, Brian was 20. He was stabbed six times in the back. The knife had a wooden handle and a blade approximately 10 to 12 inches long. No indication of robbery, assault, no witnesses. Like the last ones. Um, and for the, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> is that seven? Seven. Uh, Paul Stein happened October 11th, 1969. Uh, he was a cab driver. He was 29. He was shot once in the head at point blank range. It was a nine millimeter semi-automatic pistol, but not the same one from the other yeah. murder. There were three witnesses from a house um, from the intersection he was on. I'm still listening. I'm just trying to Yeah, I was out. pulling up the um, other thing. Dustin and I need to clean the fridge tonight. And this happened, all the murders happened in California. They think he might have crossed 
state lines and went to Arizona also. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... It pulled up, like, a long thing, <laughs> which I'm not going to read. Now, the possible Zodiac victims, there's two of them mm-hmm. that can be linked. Ray Davis, April 10th, 1962. Uh, Ray Davis was 27, was shot twice from behind in his own cab. The weapon was a twenty-two caliber, and the ammunition was long rifle. Hmm. And the second possible was Sherry Joe Bates, uh, October 30th, 1966. Um, 18. Was beaten and stabbed multiple times with a short-bladed knife. Uh, her throat was cut. No evidence of robbery or assault and no witnesses. Mm-hmm. Now, normally a murderer would choose one... <laughs> Type of weapon and stick with it. And this man, human, used many weapons. Two different guns. Two different types of guns. Mm-hmm. And knives. That's just crazy to me. Like, what? Um... Two of his attempted victims survived. Doesn't say which ones. <laughs> he is linked to several other cold cases. Some in Southern California and some in Arizona. Um, I switched to another website. If you want to <laughs> look up the Zodiac Killer, there's an actual website for it. So Good. it's thezodiackiller.com. Okay, back to this. Um, I hate how he taunted the media and police. Mm-hmm. There it was. Uh, he originated the name himself in a series of taunting letters and cards that he mailed to regional newspapers, threatening killing sprees and bombings if they were not printed. Some of the letters included cryptograms or ciphers. Um in which the killer claimed that he was collecting his victims as slaves for the afterlife. The only suspect authorities ever publicly named was Arthur Lee Allen, Mm -hmm. a former elementary school teacher and convicted sex offender who died in 1992. He was... I read somewhere that he was locked up. Um... And that, the theory was that that's why the killing stopped, is because that was the same year that they stopped receiving letters, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Um, the Zodiac uh, ceased writing, written communication around 1974. The San Francisco Police Department marked the case inactive in April in 2004, but reopened it at some point prior to March 2007. The case also remained open in the city of... Valahoe? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. As well as Napa County in 
Solano County. The California Department of Justice has maintained an open case file on the Zodiac murders since 1969. That's just, I don't know. Zodiac is always insane to me. Mm -hmm. And the way he... Like, he didn't choose a gender. He didn't choose a certain class of human, I guess. I don't know how to say that. Like, he just killed anyone with anything. He wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Just was like, boop. I'm gonna do this. Like, yep. Ridiculous. See, the only thing that reassures me about, like, the Zodiac Killer and, like, um, one just popped up that was, like, the Phantom Killer, Mm -hmm. like, stuff like that. Um, the only thing that makes me reassured is that the cases are so old that they are likely dead. Yeah. Like, and plus, it's, like, pretty speculated that the Zodiac Killer stopped at some point. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, who knows. But <sighs> yeah, it it reassures me to know that most of these people are likely dead, so they will not hurt anyone else. Mm. Okay, I don't know if I want to read like the full, like how they were <laughs> murdered. <laughs> so the first, no, yes, where okay, um, the first murders which were uh, Betty Lou and David Arthur, Mm -hmm. um, Faraday. It happened in Benencia, California, which, oh, California, crazy place, anyways. Uh, They were on their first date and planned to attend a Christmas concert at the high school, uh, about three blocks from Jensen's home. Uh, they instead visited a friend before shopping at a local restaurant and then driving out on Lake Herman Road. At about 10.15 p.m., Faraday parked his mother's car, um, <laughs> which was a well-known lover's lane. Parked it at that place. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, shortly after 11 p.m., their bodies were found by Stella Borges, Borges? who lived nearby. There was never any leads. Ugh. Um, using available forensic data, Robert Graysmith postulated that another car pulled into the turnout just prior to 11 p.m. p.m. and parked <laughs> beside the couple. Um, the color... I wish I could speak. I really wish I could. <laughs> the killer may have been... May have then exited the second car and walked towards them, uh. possibly ordering the couple out of the car. It appeared that Jensen had exited the car first, but then Faraday was halfway out. The killer shot him in the head. The killer then shot Jensen five times in the back as she fled. Her body was found 28 feet from the car. Uh. Um... Second murders, uh, Daryl, nope, Darlene and Michael, uh, drove into the Blue Rock Springs Park in Valaho, four miles from the Lake Herman Road murder site, and Mm -hmm. parked. Um, 
While the couple sat in Fern's car, a second car drove into the lot and parked alongside them, but almost immediately drove away. Returning about ten minutes later, the second car parked behind them. Hmm. Uh, driver exited the car, approached the passenger side of Farron's car, Farron's car, carrying a flashlight and a 9mm Luger. Uh, killer directed the flashlight into Michael's car. Hmm. And Farron's eyes before shooting at them, firing five times. Both victims were hit, and several bullets had passed through Michael's car and into Farron. Oh my god. Uh, the killer walked away from the car, but upon hearing uh, Michael's moaning, returned and shot each victim twice more before driving off. Oh my god. Um, on July 5th, so that, that happened July 4th. Mm-hmm. Um, on July 5th, at 12.40 a.m., a man phoned the police department to report and claim responsibility for the attack. The caller also took credit for the murders of Jensen and Faraday six and a half months earlier. Police trust traced the call to a phone booth at a gas station at Spring Road in Tuleman, um, located about three-tenths of a mile from Farron's home and only a few bro- flew only a few blocks <laughs> From the police department. Byrne was pronounced dead at the hospital. Michael survived the attack despite being shot in the face, neck, and chest. Uh-huh. Um, Michael described his attacker as a 26 to 30 year old, 195 to 200 pounds, and, or possibly even more, 5 foot 8, white male with short, light, brown, curly hair. Um, on August 1st, 1969, three letters prepared by the killer were received at the Valho Times-Herald, the San Francisco Chronicle, and the San Francisco Examiner. The nearly identical letters subsequently described by a psychiatrist to have been written by someone you would expect to be brooding and isolated took credit for the shootings at Lake Herman Road and Blue Rock Springs. Each letter also included one-third of a 408 symbol cryptogram, which the killer claimed contained his identity. The killer demanded they be printed on each page's front page or he would cruise around all weekend, killing lone people in the night, then move on to kill again, until I end up with a dozen people over the weekend. Oh my god. It's... That's what he said directly. Um, The Chronicle published its third of the cryptogram on page four uh, of the next next day's edition. An article printed alongside the code quoted Police Chief Jack E. Stiltz as saying, We're not satisfied that the letter was written by the murderer, and requested the writer send a second letter with more facts to prove his identity. The threatened murders did not happen, and all three parts were eventually published. On August 7th, so six days after Mm -hmm. they received the first letters, another letter was received at the San Francisco Examiner with the salutations, Dear Editor, this is the Zodiac speaking. This was the first time the killer had used this name for identification. Mm -hmm. The letter was response to Chief Stilt's request for more details that would prove he had killed Faraday, Jensen, and Farron. 
In it, the Zodiac included details about the murders that had not yet been released to the public, as well as a message to the police that when they cracked his code, they will have me. Uh. On August 8th, the day after, Donald and Betty Hardin of Salinas, California, cracked the 408 uh, symbol cryptogram. It contained a misspelled message in which the killer seemed to reference the most dangerous game. The author also said that he was collecting slaves for his afterlife. No name appears in this decoded text, and the killer said that he would not give away his identity because it would slow down or stop his slave collection. So, uh, so weird. Um, the next murders happened September 27th, so a month later. Um, Pacific Union College students Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard were picnicking at Lake Berryessa on a small island connected by a sand split to Twin Oak Ridge. Um, a white man, about 5 foot 11 inches, weighing more than 170 pounds, approached them wearing a black executioner styles hood with clip-on sunglasses over the eye holes and a bib-like device on his chest that had a white 3 by 3 inch cross circle symbol on it. He approached them with a gun, which Hartnell believed to be a 45. Um, the hooded man claimed to be an escaped con convict from a jail with a two-word name in either Colorado or Montana. Um, we had killed the guard and subsequently stolen a car, explaining that he now needed their car and money to travel to Mexico because the vehicle that he had been driving was too hot. Weird. The killer had brought pre-cut lengths of plastic clothesline and told Shepard to tie up Hartnell before he tied her up. The killer checked and tightened Hartnell's bonds after discovering that Shepard had bound Hartnell's hands loosely. Hartnell initially believed that this event to be a bizarre robbery, but the man drew a knife and stabbed them both repeatedly. Hartnell suffering six and Shepard ten wounds in the process. The killer then liked, hiked 500 yards back up to Knoxville Road, drew the cross circle symbol on Hartnell's car door with a black felt tipped pen and wrote beneath it Valaho 12-20-68-7-4-69 September 27th 69-6-30 by knife. Oh my god. Those were all like dates and times mm -hmm. by the way. At 7.40pm the killer called the Napa County Sheriff's Office from a paid phone to report this latest crime. Uh, the caller first stated to the operator that he wished to report a murder, no, a double murder, before stating that he had been the perpetrator of the crime. The phone was found still off the hook minutes later at the Napa Car Wash on Main Street in Napa by a radio reporter, Pat Stanley, only a few blocks from the sheriff's office, yet 27 miles from the crime scene. Detectives were able to lift a silhouette palm print from the telephone, but were never able to match it to any suspects. After hearing the victim's screams for help, a man and his son, were, who were fishing in a nearby cove, 
discovered the victims and summoned, summoned help by contacting park rangers. Um, Napa County Sheriff's deputies Dave Collins and Ray Land were the first law enforcement officers to arrive at the crime scene. Shepard was conscious when Collins arrived, providing him with a detailed description of the attacker. Hartnell and Shepard were taken to Queen of the Valley Hospital in Napa by ambulance. Um, Shepard lapsed into coma during transport and never regained consciousness. Mm. She died two days later, but Hartnell survived to recount his tale to the press. Um, Napa County Detective Ken Narlow, who was assigned to the case from the outset, worked on solving the crime until his retirement from the department in 1987. So that means the killer, purposely, every time he calls, um, goes the, to the nearest payphone he can to the police department. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, two weeks later... On October 11th, um, a white male passenger entered the cab driver driven by Paul Stein at the intersection of Mason and Gary Streets um, in San Francisco, requesting to be driven to Washington and Maple Streets in Pasadena Heights. For reasons unknown, Stein drove one block past Maple to Cherry Street. The passenger then shot Stein once in the head with a 9mm handgun, took Stein's wallet and car keys, and tore away a section of Stein's bloodstained shirt tail. The perpetrator was observed by three teenagers across the street at 9.55pm, and they phoned the police while the crime was in progress. Oh my god. They observed a man wiping the cab down before walking away toward the Presidio, one block to the north. Two blocks from the crime scene, patrol officer Don... Folk and Eric Zelms responded to the call, observed a white man walking along the sidewalk east on Jackson Street, and stepped onto a stairway leading up to the front yard of one of the homes on the north side of the street. The encounter lasted only five to ten seconds. Uh, Folk estimated the white male pedestrian to be 35 to 45 year old, 45 years old, 5'10 tall, with a crew cut, similar, similar to but slightly older than the description provided by the teenagers who observed the killer in and out of Stein's cab. The teenagers described the suspect to be 25 to 30 years old with a crew cut and standing approximately 5'8 to 5'9. Um, however, the police radio dispatcher had alerted officers to look out for a black suspect so, Hogan Zelms drove past the perpetrator without stopping. The mix-up in descriptions remain unexplained. The, a search ensued, but no suspects were found. This was the last official, officially confirmed murder by the Zodiac Killer. Um, the Stein murder was initially believed to be a routine robbery that had escalated to a hop... Homicidal violence. However, on October 13th, the San Francisco Chronicle received a new letter from Zodiac that claimed credit for the killing and contained a torn section of Stein's bloody shirt to prove this fact. The three teen witnesses working with a police artist to prepare a composite sketch of Stein's killer a few days later, the police artist returned working with the witnesses 
to prepare a second composite sketch. <laughs> Jeez. You good? Yeah. The San Francisco Police Department investigated an estimated 2,500 suspects over a period of years. <sighs> yeah. Um, on October 14th, the Chronicle received another letter from the Zodiac, this time containing a swatch of Paul Stein's shirt tail as proof he was the killer. It also included a threat about killing school children on a school bus. To do this, Zodiac wrote, just shoot out the front tire and then pick off the kitties as they come bouncing out. At 2pm oh on October 20th, someone claimed to be the Zodiac called the Oakland Police Department demanding that one of the two prominent lawyers, F. Lee Bailey or Melvin Belly, appear on AM San Francisco to talk on Kago TV hosted by Jim Dunbar. Bailey was not available, but Belly did appear on the show. Dunbar appealed to the viewers to keep the lines open. Someone claiming to the, be the Zodiac called several times, and Belly asked the caller for a less ominous name, and the caller picked Sam. The caller said he would not reveal his true identity as he was afraid of being sent to the gas chamber. Then oh California's capital punishment method. Belly arranged a rendezvous to meet the caller outside a shop, but no one arrived. The call was later traced back to a patient in a mental institution, and invest investigators concluded that the man was not the Zodiac. Hmm. On November 8th, a month later, the Zodiac mailed a card with another cryptogram consisting of 340 characters. Jeez. This cipher, dubbed Z340, remains unsolved for over 51 years. Remained unsolved. On December 5th, 2020, it was deciphered by an international team of private citizens, including American software engineer David Orinchek, Australian mathematician Sam Blake, and Belgian programmer Jarl van Eyck. <laughs> In the decrypted message, the Zodiac denied being the Sam who spoke on AM San Francisco, explaining that he was not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner. The team submitted their findings to the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which verified the discovery. The FBI stated that the decoded message gave no further clues to the identity of the Zodiac. Uh. On November 9th, the day after they received that letter, mm -hmm. or that card, the Zodiac mailed a seven-page letter starting the, stating that two policemen stopped and actually spoke with him three minutes after he shot Stein. Excerpts from the letter were published in Chronicle on November 12th, including the Zodiac's claim. That same day, Officer Don Folk wrote a memo explaining what had happened on the night of Stein's murder. On December 20th, exactly one year after the murders of David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen, the Zodiac mailed a letter to Belly that included another swatch of Stein's shirt. The Zodiac said that he wanted Belly to help him. Ugh. That is one thing I want solved real bad. Zodiac? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. 
<laughs> it really is. Like, people... Yeah, there was no reason for the mix-up for the... When Stein was murdered. Mm-hmm. For the, um... Dispatcher to say it was a black male. Like, that was not... <laughs> yeah. Because those teens obviously said it was a white man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's just something I want to see solved. I want to know who the Zodiac was. And I think we'll find out in our lifetime, I just don't know when. Uh, on October 27th, 1970, Chronicle reporter Paul Avery, who had been covering the Zodiac case, received a Halloween card signed with the letter Z and the Zodiac's cross-circle symbol. Handwritten inside the card was the note, Peekaboo, you are doomed. <laughs> what was that noise? Uh, I don't know. Um, the threat was taken seriously and was the subject of a front-page story in the Chronicle. Soon after receiving the letter, Avery received an anonymous letter alerting him to the similarities between the Zodiac's activities and the unsolved murder of Sherry Sherry Jo Bates, which had occurred four years earlier at the City College in Riverside in the greater Los Angeles area, more than 400 miles south of San Francisco. God. So. The Zodiac continued to communicate with authorities for the remainder of 1970 via letters and greeting cards to the press. In a letter postmarked April 20th, 1970, the Zodiac wrote, My name is blank followed by a 13-character cipher that hasn't been solved to this day. The Zodiac went on to state that he was not responsible for the recent bombing of a police station in San Francisco, referring to the February 18, 1970 death of Sergeant Brian McDonald two days after the bombing of Park Station in Golden Gate Park, Jesus. but added, there is more glory to killing a cop than a Sid, because a cop can shoot back. Oh my god. The letter included a diagram of a bomb the Zodiac claimed that he would use to blow up a school bus. At the bottom of the diagram, he wrote his symbol equals mm-hmm. 10. SFPD equals 0. There's more noises. There's more noises outside. They're closer now. Zodiac sent a greeting card postmarked April 28th, 1970, to the Chronicle. Written on the card was, I hope you enjoy yourself when I have my blast, in capital letters is blast, um, followed by the Zodiac's cross-circle signature. On the back of the card, the Zodiac threatened to use the bus bomb soon unless the newspaper published the full details that he had written. He also wanted to start seeing people wearing some nice Zodiac buttons. Why, why buttons? Why? (laughs) I don't know. Um, In a letter postmarked... June 26, 1970, the Zodiac stated that he was upset that he did not see people wearing Zodiac buttons. He wrote, I shot a man sitting on a in a parked car with a 38. The Zodiac was possibly referring to the murder of 25-year-old Sergeant Richard Redditick one week earlier. At 525 on June 19th, Redditick was writing a parking ticket in his squad car when a assailant unrelated to the traffic violation shot him in the head with a 38 caliber pistol through the closed driver's side window. Redditick died 15 hours later. 
The San oh Francisco God. Police Department denies that the Zodiac was involved. The murder remains unsolved. Huh. Included with the letter was a Phillips 66 roadmap of the San Francisco Bay Area. On the image of Mount Diablo, the Zodiac had drawn a cross circle similar to those from previous correspondence. At the top of the cross circle, he placed a 0, a 3, 6, and 9. The accompanying instructions stated that the 0 was to be set to mag N. The letter also included a 32-letter cipher that the killer claimed would, in conjunction with the code, lead to the location of a bomb he had buried and set to de detonate in the fall. The cipher was never decoded, and the alleged bomb was never loca located. The killer signed the note with his crosshair thing. Mm -hmm. uh, this little dash 12, comma, SFPD dash zero. In a letter to the Chronicle, postmarked July 24th, 1970, the Zodiac took credit for Kathleen Jones' abduction, which is a thing I did not read. Mm -hmm. uh, she had been adopted, abducted four months after the incident. In a July 26th, 1970 letter, the Zodiac paraphrased a song from the Mikado, Mikado, adding his own lyrics about making a little list of the ways in which he planned to torture his slaves in paradise. Uh. The letter was signed with a large exaggerated cross-circle symbol in a new score. Uh, the cross mm -hmm. thing equals 13. SFPD equals zero. A final note at the bottom of the letter stated, P.S. The Mountain Diablo code concerns radians plus hashtag inches along the radians. In 1981, a close examination of the radian hint by Zodiac researcher Gareth Penn led to the discovery that a radian angle when placed over the map per Zodiac's instructions, pointed to the location of two Zodiac attacks. Huh. huh. On October 7th, 1970, mm -hmm. uh, the Chronicle received a 3 by 5 inch card signed by the Zodiac with his signature, the crosshair yes. thing, and a small cross uh, reportedly drawn with blood. Mm. The card's message was formed by past... Word, pasting words, there it is, words. <laughs> by pasting words and letters from an edition of the Chronicle. And 13 holes were punched across the card. Inspectors Armstrong and Toshi, 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 I'm gonna go with Toshi, agreed <laughs> that it was highly possible that the card had been sent by the Zodiac. Huh. How fun! He's a piece of work. He really is. He's just taunting everyone. Yep. And, like, I don't know, the fact that so many people did seem to, like, see him mm. without a mask or anything on, and, like, they just don't know who he is. Yeah. Like, that's just insane to me. Uh, there's so many things that I'm not reading, but, um, or I'm not gonna, like, read aloud. Um, there was an incident... Where somebody had disappeared March 22nd, 1971. Mm hmm And that has something to do with the final Zodiac letter. Uh, after the Lake Tahoe card, which they had received from the mm -hmm. disappearance, 
Um, the Zodiac remained silent for nearly three years. The Chronicle then received a letter from the Zodiac, postmarked January 29, 1974, praising The Exorcist as the best satirical com comedy that I have ever seen. The letter included a snippet of verse from The Mikado and an unusual symbol at the bottom that has remained unexplained by researchers. Zodiac concluded the letter with a new score. Me equals 37. SFPD equals zero. Hmm. Hmm. Yup. Hmm. I, it's... Yeah, the way that so many people saw him. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. It's just one of the things where it's, like, frustrating, but not in the same way as, like, Chad and Lori. Yeah. It's frustrating that, like, he got away for, like, so long and just no one knew who he was. Mm -hmm. I mean, hey, if a Golden State killer case can be solved, can be solved, then I this can be. I think they have some sort of DNA of his. I think it's a very small amount, but I yeah. do think they have some of his DNA. Um, so hopefully, it's enough to bring back conclusive results. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just so. Mm. Like, I want to know who he is. Yeah. I want to know who Jack the Ripper is. Like... Yeah. We were... I was going to talk about Jack the Ripper, but like I sent in the message, everyone talks about Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. In this one, a lot of people talk about Zodiac, but not like Jack the Ripper. Yeah, that's true. Like, Jack the Ripper was like the case that got me interested in true crime, mm -hmm. because it's just so strange. Yeah. <laughs> um... I don't know. The, okay. So, I watch too much Criminal Minds, everybody. Um, you should know that first. So, I'm trying to, like, profile this because I've taken psychology and sociology classes, mm -hmm. like, good old college and whatnot. So, I'm trying to figure out, like, why? I don't think there is an answer. Like, was this man crazy or did he just actually enjoy killing people for the fun of it. Both. Probably. I don't know if that last letter was him, though. Because of the unusual symbol. Mm -hmm. I don't and know. And he it was would three never years sign, later. He never signed me. He yeah. always, like, would do his symbol. Mm -hmm. And then equals. Mm -hmm. But there was other letters that they thought were sent from the Zodiac, but were not. Mm -hmm. So... That's one of the ones where I'm just like, I don't know if, mm. I don't know if that's him, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel that way based off what I've seen online, because it's like a three-year gap, yeah. like, and, like, he said that, I'm assuming the 13 and the 37 is the number of people he's killed. Yeah. And, like, there doesn't seem to be a lot of murders mm -hmm. in those three years that they've connected to the Zodiac, so. But also, if... It's not done with, like, the same weapon or with the same mm -hmm. MO. They probably wouldn't connect it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, I don't know. Like but normally, you would think he would taunt the police or the newspapers yeah. with all those murders. Because that's mm -hmm. what he had done so, I'm, so long. I'm wondering if maybe that last letter was either just him messing around 
like, as, like, a this is my goodbye kind of thing, mm. and he didn't actually kill all those people, or it was just a copycat trying to be, oh, I want to taunt the Chronicle, I want to taunt everyone. Mm. Um, <clears throat> that kind of thing, because I can totally see that happening. Um, I wonder if he just got bored, and he decided, yeah, I don't feel like killing anymore. Because, like, there are some people, if they're, like, I don't know, like, truly in, like, that kind of state of mind, like, they'll just stop killing. Like, I'm pretty sure the Golden State Killer stopped killing, and they found him. How many years later? Like, he got caught in 2018, I think. And I don't think he killed much after the... I don't remember. Hold on. I... (laughs) I'm not the biggest... um, I'm not the most up-to-date on Mm. him. Oh. He's from... Hmm. Okay. I know the town he's from, <laughs> like, that he was born in. Um, yeah, because he was the Night Stalker, and then the Vesalia Ransacker, like, he was all sorts of stuff. And he, I think he stopped in 86. And that's it. Like, he stopped murdering. And... Sorry, I'm trying to confirm. Yeah, I think he stopped murdering in 86. Mm. And so it's just like... I don't know. Yeah. I do think there are some cases that we just will never solve. Yeah. It just won't happen. I don't think we're ever going to know Jack the Ripper. It's been way too long. Way too long. And I know there's some pretty good theories on Mm -hmm. who he is. Um... And I just don't think we're ever going to know for sure who right. he was. Because it's, it was 1888. Like, it's been too long, you yeah. know? I don't know. <laughs> the case you talked about made me really frustrated. But this one just makes me curious. I want to solve, like, the yeah the codes. Mm-hmm. And, like... I'm not frustrated at the people for not, like, recognizing him as a Zodiac or anything. Like, yeah. it's just frustrating that, like, they came so close multiple times to having enough to find him or, yeah. like, And get he closer. literally said he talked to the police for three minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and they just know nothing about him. And most people which, don't seem suspicious. But yeah. But if you talk to them, you're just like, yeah, this is yeah, a normal especially, human. Like, especially if you're talking to the police, like, just casually, like... Yeah, then people are going to be like, oh, yeah, they're they're a good guy. They're talking to the cops, you know? Yeah. Ugh, it's just so frustrating how close they came, mm-hmm. and it's just not going to happen. Yep. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I got him off my soapbox of being sad that we're never going to find out. Um, or at least we're not going to find out for a while. <laughs> it's just frustrating and upsetting. Also, now that we've talked about Joan Benet Ramsey, I keep getting TikToks about her on my For You page. Oh. TikTok is listening. Mm. Okay. Do you have any more you would like to say about the Zodiac? Um, the only suspect, like, Arthur Lee Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, he died in 1992. Uh, he was... A potential suspect mm-hmm. based on circumstantial evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just and, trying to like read what, <laughs> and like I don't know. 
part of me wonders, like, maybe he got bored with killing, mm-hmm. and he just he just didn't feel like taunting anymore, um, which is entirely possible. Maybe he died in 1971 or 1972 or something. Um, or he, like, had, like, a, not necessarily terminal, but, like, an illness that kept him from being as active as he was. Yeah. Like, some sort of autoimmune disorder, maybe. Something like that. Um, that kept him from being the Zodiac. Alan had spoken of his desire to kill people. Hmm. So, Alan again came to the police attention in 1971 when his friend Donald Cheney reported to police that Alan had spoken of his desire to kill people, used the name Zodiac, and secured a flashlight to a, to a firearm for visibility at night. Uh, weird. Weird. I guess we'll never know, huh? At least until they crack. The cipher that yeah. allegedly reveals his name. Watch it not reveal his name and it just says Zodiac Killer. <laughs> oh, dear. You said it was a 13? Ah, uh, Zodiac Killer comes to 12. Damn. I, I'm really willing to bet that's what it says. And the last one is like a period or something. <laughs> My name is Zodiac Killer. That seems like something he would have done based off of how he taunted them, you know? I don't know. Sus. Very sus. Don't like it. But he's probably dead now, so that reassures Uh, me. There was partial DNA Mm -hmm. from saliva on the stamps and envelopes. Um, That's what it was. The San Francisco Police Department compared the DNA to Arthur Lee Allen Mm -hmm. and his friend, Don. Mm -hmm. Chenny. Good old Don Chenny. Don Chenny. Um, And... They didn't match mm-hmm. uh, the DNA. Mm-hmm. I know there's one guy who, like, really, really thinks that um that it's his dad. There's one guy that, I, I think he even wrote a book on it. He really thinks the Zodiac Killer was his dad. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> um... Speaking of writing books on serial killers, um, there's that book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't read it. I've heard it's very good. I own it. Um, And the lady that wrote it, uh, I can't remember her name. I think it's Michelle McNamara, maybe. Hold on, let me look it up. I want to get her name right. Oh, please, where is the book? Where is the book? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't want the TV series, man. Gosh darn it. It is Michelle McNamara. I was right. Um, she ended up dying um, after she wrote the book. And, oh, her and I share a birthday. Aw, April 14th. Woo-hoo. Um, and she... Like, became obsessed with, like, finding out who he was, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the book was released almost two years after her death. And then, like, two months after the book was released, they ended up catching him. The Golden State Killer. So, oh, they have a daughter that was born on April 15th. 
Yay. Um. I was wrong. It wasn't Arizona. It was Nevada. Uh. Yeah. The other state. Good. <laughs> Just throw that out there because there's going to be people that listen to this and be like, she was wrong. She's dumb. It's like, okay. So, yeah. There we go. Uh. I don't know. I'm just... Mm. Oh, also, fun fact about the book that I just mentioned. Yeah. The book's title is a reference to a direct quote from the Golden State Killer to one of his victims. You'll be silent forever and I'll be gone in the dark. Oh. Yeah. And the book is called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. One woman's obsessive search for the Golden State Killer. And apparently she coined that name for him. Hmm. So. Huh. But yeah, everyone, um, they, like, credit some of the, like, like, how they ended up catching him to her book. Oh, like, wow. um, they said that she definitely, like, had an influence and stuff. And it just sucks that she died, like, right before he yeah. was caught. Or, no, she died in 2016, I think. A couple years before he was, yeah, yeah, she died in 2016. It just sucks that it was a couple years before... He was caught, you know? Mm. <sighs> what would you like to end it there? Sure. Okay. Is, Do you have ooh. any other notes? Ooh, wait, 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 okay. wait. Gotta give my shout out. Okay. I'm just asking because it's yeah. a long episode and I still have to go to my parents. Oh. <laughs> One second, I'm pulling up the website. Gotta give a shout out for the day. Shout out for the day. Woo! All right, we're gonna give it to you. Let yes. Me just zoom in real quick. Okay. She's coming. I think <laughs> she's coming. I think we did Kansas last week, didn't we? Uh, we did Washington. Washington, and we mentioned Kansas again. Here's your here's All your right. daily <laughs> here's your daily Kansas Kansas viewer. All right, shout out to the person or persons in Dublin, Ireland. <laughs> yes, thank you. Oh my god. Yeah, I thank am. You. I'm like vaguely Irish. I'm I am also. Yeah, I don't know why I said vaguely. I'm mostly Irish. Um, <laughs> I'm a lot of things. I'm mostly Irish. We can talk about that next episode. Okay, I'm down. <laughs> we should get, like, DNA kits. Oh, uh, yes. And do them and reveal our results. Yes. That would be... Um, oh, let's do a it. A thought. Okay. We'll do that. We'll do that at some point. But shout out to Dublin Island. Thank you, Dublin. Thank I'm gonna you for visit listening. there eventually. Yeah, I want to visit as well. I... Alright. Yeah. This has been... This has been a time. Yes, it has. Thank you Thank for you. listening to the Chilled Society this week. It's been a great... It has <laughs> been a great. great. <laughs> Have great. <laughs>